This is the Moms in Prayer training channel. We're offering you the training you need to intercede powerfully, specifically, and scripturally in 15 minutes or less. Today, we're talking with Gail Haddon, answering the question, why is it so important our meetings are on time? Well, Gail, welcome to the Moms in Prayer training channel. Thanks, Lee. So glad to be with you. It's so fun to have you with us today. Tell our friends a little about yourself. I am serving as Moms in Prayer Division Coordinator for the Heartland States. So I get to serve seven of our wonderful Heartland States, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Minnesota, Nebraska, North Dakota, and South Dakota. Oh, that's right in the center of our country. So fun. Well, I'm glad that you get to bring the heart to our podcast today. Tell me real quick, today we're going to be talking all about the timeliness of meetings and why it is important for moms and prayer meetings to start and end on time. What do you think, Gail? Why is this so important? Well, one, this is our ABCs of Moms and Prayer League. So if you remember, the A is always begin and end on time. That's our first one. The B is be consistent, make this hour a weekly priority, and the C is confidentiality. Everything shared in the group stays in the group. So the leader's going to want to be prepared to start on time with her prayer sheet, ready to welcome her ladies. It is a way that we're going to respect the hostess time, the members time. They have busy schedules. They have other commitments. They're honored. And I think it's an integrity issue too, just that we're, we're doing what we said we're going to do one hour. So we want to be careful that we're not going to rob anybody of their prayer time because that's why they're coming. So we're going to start and end on time. I love that. But don't we want to wait for everyone to arrive before we start praying? Well, you know, the really beautiful thing about using the prayer sheet is that anybody can slip in and know right where we are in these four steps of prayer. Waiting for others to come Sometimes it just snowballs and it breeds expectation of tardiness. And then everybody expects it to start late. And actually, it means that you and I, if we're leading a group, we lose our own prayer time if we don't start on time. So even if nobody joins us, we should be able to just start with praise. And there might be weeks when nobody's there. That's okay. Just start with praise. I actually really love this. I love the consistency of having someone walk in and all you do is point to the place you are on the prayer sheet. Or really, you know where you are because the rhythm is the same every single week. But starting on time actually means the expectation never slips or wanes. At that certain time in the day, we are starting to pray. So praying regularly becomes like a really intimate time for us, right? We get really close in our friendships. But this can be hard to like curb the chatting part, you know, like, and keep right to the prayer thing. So what do you recommend? Well, first of all, pray and ask God to help us change the chatting to prayer. So I think that's a great place to start if that's a challenge in your group. We want these ladies to be connected. Our friendship's important. So the leader can set up a separate time, either before or after the group, specifically for chatting thing. So maybe it's 15 minutes before, maybe it's 15 minutes after, but that way everybody knows I can come early if I have time today and I can catch up with all my friends, but the meeting will still start on time. And then it's optional. 
Yeah, that really is a leader's responsibility is to make sure that that one hour is tight and that people know that during that time we will be praying. So on either side of the hour, it's flexible, right? Exactly. Based on the leader's time commitment, yes, it's flexible. And we can have fun. We can have coffee and do things <laughs> with our moms and prayer friends that aren't moms in prayer. It's just during that hour, we're going to pray, right? Exactly. And you know what? A lot of groups even set up special times, maybe several times a year. Mine does set up a coffee or a lunch or a breakfast and just go out to eat together and fellowship. Well, I think that this is not as difficult when you're a group member, maybe, but very difficult as a group leader to know <laughs> how you curb some of that and start when people are kind of chatting away. So give us an example, Gail, of what you would do in that situation. Like, how would you handle that if the group doesn't seem to be moving towards prayer naturally? Well, I think that is a really good point. It is hard to do this. And I think the challenge is that when we get chatty, we tend to be giving God our best ideas. And that's not what we came for. We came here to pray and we need to give God the problem and let him decide how to solve it. So one of the ways that we can do that is by modeling it, modeling the concept of praying instead of talking. So if somebody comes in and they're chatty, I might just say, oh, that's great. Let's pray about that. I can't wait to hear that during Thanksgiving time or during intercession time. And then we can just bow our heads and we start. We're rolling into praise. So the group knows that we're going to be praying about these things. And we as the leaders can help model that. Yeah, I think people expect someone to be a leader if they are the group leader. And at first that may feel unnatural, but actually it is something that they will honor and feel like is helpful probably. And it adds consistency really, actually, if we just grin and say, okay guys, time to get started. Let's pray about all these things. It does. And it can be fun. It doesn't have to be heavy handed. You're helping women come to do what they came to do. Right. So just get them started. Get them rolling. Okay, so what do we do if we find that there are some things that need prayed about that aren't for the children in the schools? Well, that's a great question because that does come up, especially because we love these ladies that we're praying with. So setting aside a time after the hour, if there was something that came up, I might say, hey, if you have three or four minutes after this hour, I would love to stay and pray with you. And anybody else here... You can stay, if you have time, stay and pray with us. We'll pray with that after we finish the Moms in Prayer Hour. So that just keeps it separate. It keeps it separate. And sometimes people use text threads or apps for emergency needs between the prayer times. If they have got something else in their lives outside of the Moms in Prayer Hour, sometimes they use other forms of communication to just support and love each other. Mm -hmm. It's entirely appropriate to pray about the different needs that our women have. If their husband needs a job and there's a job interview yes. or stuff like that, but we're not going to set aside the entire hour to pray for that. We're going to pray for our children in schools, and then we're going to set aside time to love on her and encourage her, right? Yes. And as the leader, we want to protect the prayer hour. So that's part of our role. Okay. So we start on time, but we also end on time. Why is this so important? 
Well, I tell you, Lee, when I started Moms in Prayer, I used to think praying for an hour was a long time. But now that I've been in it for a long time, I recognize it feels so short. And so ending on time is hard once you get rolling. I think that the deeper that we go in prayer, the more we realize the things that need the prayer coverage. But we need to remember that women do have other commitments and we want them to be able to trust our time frame and to stay consistent in their attendance. So the ending on time is important. Honestly, I think it makes me hungry to come back the next week when I have to stay in this structure of ending on time. I think it's really important. It gives the freedom and flexibility to people to make up their own mind too. I mean, everybody's welcome to stay longer and pray as long as the hostess has that ability. But that's not required of anybody. That one hour is honored. And praying for an hour is a job well done. You know, like we yes. have accomplished what we've come to do. And sometimes you need to stay. And sometimes you really do need to go about your day because we're moms and we are busy. I'm guessing you've probably seen some groups slide into extended prayer times. I just did that in my area. I heard someone say, sometimes we pray for two to three hours, but we had to stop because it was just getting to be too much. And I just feel like one hour of praying is all that we're asking for, right? It is. And you think about the moms that might come to your group that have not prayed before. Like our president, Sally Burke, when she went to her first moms in prayer meeting, praying out loud was new to her. And we want women like that to come and be comfortable. So if you are asking them to be in a two or three hour prayer time, their first time out, they're probably not going to be joining you again. We want this to be welcoming to everybody. So I have also found that groups that extend their hour with good intentions, they tend to lose people and they tend to dissolve. So the hour really helps protect the group. Yeah, we go into a spirit of prayer and we have the ability to pray all day. We just don't have to hold court with our moms in prayer group. <laughs> so give us a rough feel real quick, Gail, because we're running out of time about how much of our hour should be dedicated to each of the four steps. Well, we have got praise that's going to be eight to 10 minutes, confession, about two to three silent confession. The leader transitions between each of these, usually with a verse. Thanksgiving is about 8 to 10. Intercession should be 30 to 40 minutes or, or most of it. But I love the Moms in Prayer clock. That's a great visual of this. It's under resources in our prayer tools section. And the face of the clock breaks it up. So about the first, a third is for praise, confession, thanksgiving. The next third is for intercession for the child the scripture and the special request over each child. And then the last third of the hour is for the teachers, the school concerns, and the moms and prayer concerns. So at least halfway through, the group should be transitioned by the leader into the intercession. But ideally, you're going to have 40 minutes of intercession. And it does take some practice for this schedule, but keep reminding people of what the schedule is and help them all finish their prayer sheets I think that modeling and training short one or two sentence prayers, which is a hallmark of Moms in Prayer, is going to help us stay on time. Well, speaking of staying on time, I've got one minute left. So here's my question for you. 
Is it okay to set an alarm so that the hour is known on your phone? Yes, I do that on my phone. Everybody can hear it or close with a verbal closing and just finish it out. That's the way Fern does it. But I think either way, the structure of this prayer hour is most efficient way to use prayer and God's spirit is the one that leads us. So we are going to stick with this schedule and I love it. I love how God uses this very powerful one hour prayer in our lives weekly. I do too. And the gift of the timeliness of the hour actually lends itself to reliability for women who want to come and pray over and over again. Gail, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Lee. That was such a good refresher for me, friends, and I hope it was for you too. If you have any follow-up questions, you can reach out to your local leadership or drop me a line at podcast at momsandprayer.org. See you next time.